Hello, everybody, and thanks for um, listening to the podcast. Today, we have an interview with someone. So, to start this off, um, can you introduce yourself? Sure. Thanks for having me on the podcast. My name is, yeah. my name is Chandi, and I live in the United States. And by day, I'm a nonprofit fundraiser. And by night, I'm a podcaster. I see. What's this podcast about? Sure. That you started? Sure. The podcast is, so our podcast is Bound by the Cloak, and it's an interview style podcast, just like yours. And we talk to guests about topics that are generally hidden or unspoken. And it's about having these conversations. So they're out in the open because that's how real change happens is when we have conversations about difficult topics i see okay i'll put that in the description for everyone to if they want to you know sure i can send you the website too (laughs) yeah so can you tell us about your career and like what you do sure so i am a nonprofit fundraiser and basically in the simplest terms that means i am part Mm -hmm. of a team at a nonprofit organization or charity, as some yeah. countries call it, where I am responsible for raising money to support the programs and to support mm-hmm. the organization. So, as you can imagine, it's it's a stressful it's a stressful job because it's a very um, important job in that it's almost like the core of the organization where, you know, if we can't raise money, then we can't have programs to provide for the community. I see. So what's the fundraiser about? Sure. So kind of like what I do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say... Maybe like let let me say it in a week to week basis because day to day is it's not so different. But I'm responsible for many different things. So one is to ensure that the current people who are donating to the organization are, you know, kept in the loop about our programs and our updates. Because when people know about how an organization is progressing that's when they will, you know, give more money or they'll continue to support it. And we also want to show the donors, this is what your support has done. And this is how many people your support has allowed to help. So we, so I, that's part of my job is to make sure that the current donors know, you know, how important their support is. And then, also looking for new donors who don't know about the organization, but it might be beneficial for them to learn about the organization because it's a cause that they might want to support. And for example, the organization I work with works to support um, local community-based organizations in 10 countries to help smallholder farmers. So it's agriculture and it's also like environmental justice because we promote agroecology, which is 
one of the um, healthiest ways um, for, you know, to farm and to combat climate change. I think that this um, organization to have like investors. Um, You said investors? Yeah, like investors. So nonprofit organizations don't have investors per se, but I guess what you're maybe asking is, do we have donors or people who give money, right? Yeah, because um, yeah, because although it is like nonprofit, and usually investors are in like the for-profit sector, I'm like I'm kind of like wondering if like there would people be people that would be interested in like investing into the um, organization. Yeah. So I guess the investors of the organization are the donors, the ones who, you know, donate because when they're donating their money, they're investing their support. So you could call it that in that, and those investors or supporters, those are the people that I work with. I see. Yeah. So, yeah. So my job is essentially in the simplest terms, to bring in money. Bring in money to the organization so it's functioning. The great staff who are actually doing the work on the ground are getting paid so we can help the amazing farmers and their families. Yeah, especially with, like, stuff like climate change, change in farming. Yeah. For example, um, in certain like areas, for example, farming might not be very suitable. Yeah, the places that we work in, um, the main like industry is farming. It's that, it, it, you know, because of climate change, different issues have happened. Like it's a very dry part of the world, um, for example, in like southern Honduras. So just working on you know, supporting these farmers with the resources yeah. so they can actually grow uh, crops um, in these super dry climates. Yeah, so um, let's see. If there's one thing you can change in your career, what would it be? Yeah, that's a good question. So how I came to be in the nonprofit world is kind of by chance. When I was in my last year of high school in America, I had this idea that I wanted to be a businesswoman. So I went, when I started college, my first year of college, I um, studied finance. And then it didn't really work out. I wasn't interested. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I, how did I, oh, so I fell into psychology and philosophy because, you know, I I was taking a couple of classes and I thought, oh, I really like this. So let me continue with it. And then that's, you know, my, I think there's a baby crying. That's okay. That's that's okay. Um, so, so, so continue. Sure. Yeah. And so when I fell into psychology and philosophy and I thought that, okay, this is what I should be doing. And 
I started working at a crisis hotline on um, campus or off campus. And I felt like this was really my calling. So if there's one thing I would change is, you know, I, I think I would have, that's a good question because I think if there's one thing I would change, I would have tried to get a mentor earlier on. I got one in one of my jobs. She was my colleague and she still is my mentor and one of like my most trusted confidant. Mm -hmm. And um, she's just wonderful. She's a professor. And so I would say, you know, getting a mentor earlier on to help guide me. Ah, uh, I see. Let's see. Okay, so what's one quote you live by? Yeah. So I love Oscar Wilde. Yeah. Um, favorite Irishman. So, and he's, you know, done a lot of um, satirical quotes. And I would say, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes that's most relevant, especially, you know, to your podcast and to people listening is, you know, to live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. And I think that's really important to kind of take in because to do something with your life that is different, that makes you happy. Um, and when you, you know, towards the end of your life, you want to reflect on like how you've made a difference in people's lives or in yeah. society. And so I see, I, I, I think that's, that's a quote that helps me understand like, okay, you know, doing things like, our podcast where we're trying to educate people. So, you know, how you're doing your podcast, which is pretty great. Yeah. So do something interesting with your life. Yeah. Um, I think like, um, I think a few days ago, someone on a Reddit DM me about my podcast. And he was like very interesting, interested in it. Mm -hmm. Because I like did a post yeah. about it, trying to like see if anyone was interested and, like, a guy was, like, very interested in the podcast. That's pretty cool, right? I mean, you're getting yeah. out there. You're talking to people because you want to make a difference. You want people, you know, you want young people to have, like, a resource. Yeah. yeah, because a career is probably one of the most important things in a person's life. Yeah, and, you know, there are a lot of different ideas out there like oh you know you should know what you what what you have to do by the time you leave high school or by the time you leave college and yeah that's what people say yeah, well, but life doesn't work that way yeah and like it kind of goes by the school system standard which is where like the school system kind of mm -hmm. gives an image to a student's head that that the only way to get in life is just by following orders yeah or like just doing what they say yeah. I mean, that's how like systems work, right? It's yeah. It's based on authority. Um, um yeah, but the one thing about the school system is it hasn't changed at all while other systems have changed. For example, like the school yeah. system was made in the industrial age. 
which kind of means that its main purpose is just kind of to almost like give kind of a course just on how to be a factory worker almost. Yeah. So that's, that's like really interesting to know that. And I think a lot of people don't know that. And it makes sense. It's like, okay, you open your textbooks, you do this homework, same thing every single day. Yeah. But the only problem is that with, especially with lecturing, because all they're really doing is um, giving them information that someone already knows. And they just repeat the exact same information and like have to remember true exams. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's kind of like the problem because yeah. like, because they have to know the, because every single student has to do the exact same thing as everyone in the same year as them. So there's no creativity. There's no openness yeah, for like uniqueness. Yeah. Yeah, for example, like, yeah, because, for example, it goes against practically every aspect of an entrepreneur. Because, like, yeah, which, which is be- all about uniqueness, right? Yeah. Yes, and overall, like, standing out from the crowd. Right. Because if you see the most influential people, or, like, the people that changed history as a whole, they went against the school system. Because even the smartest man on earth, Albert Einstein, he got expelled from school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would say school is still important. Stay in it. It's just that. Yeah, just that they kind of change it up. Yeah. And also, like, if you're it's if you don't know what you want to do with your life, that's okay. Because life is. Yeah dynamic right things happen and yeah. i think school should be a little bit more open and understanding about that to teach that you don't need to know exactly what you want to do with your life when you're 18 that's still pretty young yeah because of even like in college and university practically all they do is they just give you a degree and a fancy hat and they just expect <laughs> you to do everything on your own yeah yeah Yeah, because because not everyone's going to know what they're going to do. Yeah, and I think having these conversations. Yeah, because overall, though, like, because overall, though, having these conversations can improve understanding of such a topic. Right. Yes. And it's normal, like, right? It makes it seem like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one out there who's not sure what I want to do with my life. Other people are like me too, so it makes you feel like you're not alone. Yeah. That's kind of like the main thing. Because yeah. like in school, for example, they might not like, because they usually don't teach you about how to do taxes unless you're doing like finance or business. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know how to budget. Um, even in college, I never really had to take a budgeting class. I honestly only started to budget after I left yeah. college, which is... That's kind of the main reason why I'm right now kind of doing budgeting. Like, for example, I yeah. go on to Google Sheets, and in, like, every month, I mm-hmm. calculate all the money I spent and how much money I saved. 
and I just put it into the spreadsheet. Yeah. I feel like that, you have that like yeah, accounting I, mind. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I like ironically though my dad was actually trying to be an accountant. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Okay, now I'm gonna ask another question and then sure. afterwards I'll ask like two random questions. Okay. Two random like short questions. And I think we should probably wrap this up. Sure. So, so what advice do you have for the audience? Yeah, so I think, you know, for everyone who's trying to figure out what they want to do with their life, you know, for eight hours a day or so, for five days a week, that's, well, that's the standard work hour a week um, for in, in America. And I would say, you know, try out different things. See if you can find different hobbies read about different topics and see what appeals to you because that's how you know what you like that's how you know what you're also kind of like good at because sometimes or in many ways you're good at something if you like it if you have that passion so i would say yeah expand your horizons try different things read different things meet different kinds of people have these conversations yeah. Yeah. So now I'll just ask um two um just like random questions. Okay. They'll be kinda of like short questions. Mm-hmm. So for my first short question I'll ask you, if you woke up with all your experience today but the journey was lost, how would your life be? Yeah. My life would be a little bit close minded. Because the journey, for me, the journey wasn't particularly easy. So, you know, I've had ups and downs. And so even though I I have gained all of this experience, if I had not had that journey of ups and downs and, you know, figuring out how I got here, I would be close-minded because I wouldn't be as sympathetic to other people who are struggling to find their way um, because I did struggle to find my way. So, yeah, I would say my life would have been different in that I would have been a little bit more close-minded and not as sympathetic to people. I see. Yes, so for the last question... Oh, no, I was just saying, but I am sympathetic and empathetic because I have had that journey of ups and downs. I know what it feels like to not know what you want to do or um, you, you're you trying to figure out, you know, what kind of person you want to be. I see. Yeah, so I'll ask um, just one more question and we'll probably wrap this up. Sure. Yeah. So let's see. I'm gonna just... mm. Okay, so what's like one book that you'd recommend to the audience? Oh. 
one book. Yeah, like it could be about careers, really anything. Okay. One book that I recommend to the audience. Well, I am a huge fan of um, like uh, children's poems. Um, And this was something I read as a kid and I have a copy of it as an adult too, but um, it's a book by Shel Silverstein, who was a American children's poet called a light in the attic. And he had a lot of really great poems that, I mean, they're, you know, geared towards children, but they apply to us as adults that, you know, life can be hard, but in, but also in many ways, there's a lot of light and, you know, hence the name light in the attic. And um, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I think it's one book that everybody should read if, if they, if they get a chance. Yeah, so. I just checked it on Google, and it says it has 4.3 out of 5 on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, A Light in the Attic by Shel Silverstein. Yep, and it was published in 1981. Yeah, that was before my time, so that's old. <laughs> yep, a pretty old book. Yep, 41 years, but it still applies. Yeah. Yeah, but I, yes, I, I really like books that, like, kind of, like, have similarities with someone's actual life. Yeah, yeah. And, because I mean, his poems are, like, deep and thoughtful, but also funny. He was just a very funny guy. And you just need that. You yeah. need humor. Be, just, you know, I mean, what is life without, like, you need to be laughing every day. Yeah. Because, like, for example, the image that a lot of people might get is that in order to get, in order to kind of, like, get success in life, you have to be extremely focused to a point that you just don't want to do anything fun anymore. And then you have to be extremely focused. I think, like, also, well, I think part of my success is because I'm approachable and I can understand different kinds of people. And I'm also, I can be humorous. Like people want somebody you can connect with. And that applies to like a business too, right? When you're in business dealings, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You want to listen and gain all that information. Yeah. You want to kind of like, you want to kind of like have similarities or just stand out. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, if you're just the smartest person in the room, it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be able to to use that knowledge you have in the correct way. Yeah. And also, like, I mean... Oh, no, I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I think we should probably wrap this up now. Yeah. Yeah, because it's been 24 minutes. Sure. I'm um, like it's been pretty short, but it's the first episode, so. I'll and if you make... need, and if you need me to record more, because you're like, oh, I need some more information. I mean, just email, Reddit me, whatever. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm yeah. here. No problem. Yes, I'll link the uh, podcast link in the description for um, Shandy's podcast. So if you want to check that out, you can check the episode description. 
So I guess we'll wrap this up now. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Sean.